This is Ron Thurston, and we're in Austin, Texas, with Mike Myers from Reflex. Welcome to Retail in America. This podcast is part of the Retail in America tour in an Airstream trailer, my year-long journey to discover incredible retail heroes all across the country, celebrating our retail culture, community, and careers. Go to RetailPride.com or on Instagram at RetailPride to see everything, including past episodes of this podcast, videos, press for the tour, and future cities. Make sure to sign up for emails to get this podcast directly to your inbox. And just added, they're now Retail in America playlist exclusively on Spotify that have developed to celebrate the cities where we have visited, one you might even play in your store. We are live today in the Austin offices of Reflex with its co-founder and CEO, Mike Myers. For the first time since this podcast began, I'm having a conversation with the founder of a retail technology startup that I believe has the power to change this industry as we know it. It's also the story of an entrepreneur who has discovered how extraordinary the frontline teams in retail are. You may not need or have the ability to utilize this platform today, but I encourage you to listen with curiosity and an open mind about how the hero in our stores is not always human. But before we get started, I want to thank the three important title sponsors for the Retail in America tour and this podcast, Spotify Advertising. Spotify has grown to over 420 million monthly registered users around the globe, over half of which are supported on the ad platform. Spotify advertising will help you reach and target your audience across devices, locations, and formats. Ubic. Over 300 companies in 80 countries trust Ubic to drive their retail performance at scale, get real-time visibility into multi-location business execution, digitize task management, and consistent digital mobile learning for their teams. And KWI. KWI is the industry's only true turnkey omni-channel platform built for specialty retailers. With over 35 years of experience, let KWI help you execute flawlessly with the features that matter most, including endless aisle, clienteling, mobile checkout, inventory management, e-commerce, and more. The links to learn more about all three of these great brands will be in the show notes and at retailpride.com. And with that, let's get started. Hi, Mike. It's great to host you on the Retail in America podcast right here in Austin, Texas at your offices. Welcome to Retail in America. Thanks, Ron. Super excited to be here. It's great to have you here in Austin, even though it's really, really hot right now. It is. It's the middle of June and it is very warm here. Well, it's been great having you here. Uh, obviously, you've spent time here with us before, and uh, we always love it when Ron comes to town. So, <laughs> thank you. It, it's, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you. I appreciate that. We were introduced the end of 2020 by Haviv from Showfields. And funny enough, Showfields is where I met Kristen Conklin, who was the first guest on this podcast. So they're clearly the connections that I've described over the past several episodes very much ring true, even into retail technology that we'll talk about today. So before we get started, I would love to talk about Austin because this is the Retail in America podcast. So just tell the audience what is happening in Austin. 
the real question is what's not happening in Austin right now. Um, you know, when you look at, there's obviously a lot of hype in the news and a lot of buzz and energy around everything that's happening here and folks that are moving here. And when you look at specifically the, the technology community and then more importantly, the retail community, uh, Austin's experiencing, you know, growth and evolution that this city's never seen before. Wow. And it's a really exciting time. And so on the retail side, you know, retail is booming. Austin's emerging as a top 10 city in the U.S. It's becoming an international destination. And what's happening is not only is it driving people to move here and driving people from San Francisco, L.A., New York, yeah. both coasts as well as middle of the country, it's also driving businesses here. And we've seen that with Oracle's headquarters here, Tesla moving their HQ here, Facebook, Google, a lot of big tech coming in. And we're seeing the same thing in retail. A lot of retailers are opening up new locations and you have emerging brands like Faraday and Mizzen and Main uh, mm -hmm. opening up and, and lively opening up stores here in Austin. But then you also have high-end luxury brands like Hermes, mm -hmm. uh, Gucci, Saint Laurent that are opening up locations here or have open locations here. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really, really exciting time and the community is evolving and, and growing. Amazing. Yeah. You can feel the, the energy in Austin. You see the construction, you see everything happening. This city is, is booming. You can always tell by, by how fast the city's growing, by how many cranes are in the sky. And it's true. I mean, there's more cranes that are in the sky right now than I think the city's seen in a long time. Yeah. So um, I don't think there's a better place to be building a, a technology company in retail mm -hmm. than right here in Austin, Texas. Amazing. So let's start there. So we're going to assume everyone listening has no idea what Reflex is. So I want to take the opportunity. And part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you is because you are creating something that I believe will have major impact for potentially millions of people that work in this industry that I am personally so passionate about and wanted to be able to showcase not only great stories and great careers, but what people like you are doing to support those. So let's start at the beginning. Tell us your dream of Reflex, how it all began, and then we'll go into kind of current current state because you had some big announcements last week. So what Reflex is, is we're building a marketplace that connects retailers with the best local on-demand retail talent. And so imagine as a worker being able to choose when you work, where you work, at the brands you love, get paid within 24 hours, and find flexible shifts that work for your schedule. Brands are using us right now to be able to flex their labor model both up and down to make sure they're not overspending and underspending on labor, but more importantly, to always make sure that they have the right people in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And how did the idea begin? Why did you want to build a technology company that supports this very important part of our industry, which is scheduling and, and labor modeling? So it goes back, you know, as a founder, this is my second company I started, but before those, I spent some time working in hospitality and restaurants and, you know, for anyone that's worked in frontline hourly roles, you've never had access to flexibility. And so going back to, to Reflex, our founding story actually started back in 2020, a month before COVID. Okay. And it was February, 2020. I was actually in an Uber and coming back from the airport and long story short, my Uber driver happened to work in retail and I, I started talking to him. And my question to him was, you know, if you love working in retail so much, why are you driving for Uber? Especially when you have a full-time job in retail. Mm -hmm. And he starts telling me about how he's saving for his daughter's college tuition. And he loves retail, but if he tried to go get another you know, part-time retail job to get the hours he needed, a store would ask him to commit 15 to 20 hours a week 
to that store and that it wouldn't work with his existing schedule. He basically said, he was like, look, it's a lot easier just to turn on my phone, choose when and where I want to work. One week I can work 15, 20 hours. The other week I don't have to work at all and I can spend time with my daughter and my family. And so if we look at the gig economy and flexible work, we've seen that it's evolving outside of driving and delivery. Uh, we've seen you know flexible work expand into oil and gas, nursing. And so coming out of that Uber, uh, you know, we were asking the question, how come the gig economy hasn't expanded into retail? Mm -hmm. And that's where it all started. Yeah. So you hear this idea, you're inspired by it. You today have a growing company. How does that happen? When it came to getting started, it really was about how do we go understand not only the problem more, but the perspective of those that are experiencing it. So that meant both for retailers and workers. And mm -hmm. so our first couple months digging in was about talking to people like yourself and having those conversations and asking questions that uncovered really what were the pain points. And if we were to build something, how do we even know what to build? Yeah. And so that iterative process, that's the stuff that most founders don't talk about that happened over you know a nine-month period behind the scenes where it was constantly doing market research and having active conversations with workers and retailers. Mm -hmm. Once we felt like we had a grip in understanding the problem, it was then about how do we get just one retailer to say yes to us? Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. One national brand we were talking to, they came back and said, great, how soon can we go live? And we were like, oh crap, we should probably, <laughs> we should probably build a team and go. And you know, I, I was fortunate to have my co-founder, Carson Jones, him and I together spent a lot of time working with both retailers and workers and understanding and, and Carson's a, a product genius. And so as I'm having these conversations and uncovering the data, Carson was able to take that and start mocking up what felt like a product. So when we did get in front of the right retailer, there was something for them to say yes to. Great. And when you started doing some homework, because you're not a retailer, what did you discover? I am not a retailer. Uh, my career has been, you know, in early stage tech, you know, for the last decade or so. And what's interesting is I'm fortunate there are people around us that have retail experience or know people that have retail experience. And so like any entrepreneur that has an idea, first thing you want to do is flush out that idea and get feedback. And so from February all the way through the end of the year, we spent time interviewing and talking to different retailers and different brands nights and weekends. And I was fortunate enough that there was a couple of folks around me that that's actually how we got connected said, you know, if you're looking to understand retail and, and understand the problem you want to solve, you have to talk to Ron Thurston. Mm. And so that's how we originally got connected in October, 2020. And Fast forward, once we got some great feedback from customers and started hearing that this is solving one of the most important pain points, both for retailers as well mm -hmm. as for workers, mm -hmm. we decided to go full-time and launch the company in 2021. Incredible. And what have been some of the highlights so far? So you've signed you know, a couple of brands. You're in pilot mode here in Austin. So that's part of the important conversation today is you very much learning and growing and discovering just using Austin as kind of this bubble of test and learn. So what did you discover early on? You know, when we were getting started, we said, oh, we'll run a pilot with a couple brands and learn from it and then we'll iterate. And things took off much faster than we expected. Our brand counts, frankly, changing every week right now. We're live with several national brands, almost, you know, two dozen local boutiques here in Austin. Uh, our national brand count is growing very aggressively, we'll just say that. Mm -hmm. And we went live in October going to Q4 of last year. And so what we're seeing is that we're not only helping 
retailers navigate how to have a more dynamic model, especially in today's climate and environment. But more importantly with workers, how do we create a work experience that actually puts the worker first mm-hmm. and attracts the best talent? Mm-hmm. And how do you find all of these reflexors that you're going to need to fill all of these shifts from all of these brands that are going to sign up on the platform? What we're seeing as we've grown our reflexor community, a lot of it comes back to flexibility. And so, you know, we have our marketing tactics and channels that we find workers in, but word of mouth is a really key driver for us. And word of mouth is possible because when people talk about that there's this labor shortage, it's not that people don't want to work in retail. There's a lot of people out there that want to work in retail and love working in retail. They just want to work in retail on different terms. And that's about flexibility. And so once word starts getting out and we've seen this, we have workers referring other workers. And it's all around this idea of choose when you work, where you work at the brands you love. And it's a new way to work in retail. So we're seeing that that's a really key driver. And so for the retailers listening, you know, when you feel like you're experiencing this labor shortage and you can't find the people you're looking for, they're out there they just might be looking for work differently than it's being presented. And building that, you're creating a culture not only internally here at Reflex, but you wanna build a culture that embraces the entire retail community as a great place to work that's outside of one brand, which I think is so fascinating. Tell us more about that. So when people ask us, one, who our customer is, <laughs> but then really, like, what's your mission and what are you guys building in your long-term vision here? We actually don't talk about the retailer. We talk about the worker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our North Star and what we're building, we want to build the best way to work in retail. And that comes from putting people first and empowering workers to design a life where they can plan their work around their life as opposed to plan their life around their work. Mm-hmm. And so our customer at the end of the day is really the worker. And we believe if we can create the best experience for workers where they can control both their wage, their living earning potential, but more importantly than anything, their time Mm -hmm. and their schedule, then we're going to attract the best talent, which will then attract the best brands. And we've already started to see that. I mean, you know, the the national brands we're working with are world-class retailers, you know, some have north of 100, 150 stores. We have some that are growing their store count 25 to 50% year over year. We have one national brand that in April alone, they gave us close to 45% of their store allocated hours for that month. Yeah. And that's a sign that we're attracting the best talent more than yeah. anything. Let's talk for a moment about the benefit to retailers, because as someone that's led stores and worked in stores, this is one of the biggest pain points of my workload is consistently changing. The work may be dictated by traffic patterns, holidays, work that comes from the corporate office, ship from store. There are 15 different things that you could say every week, my business is different based on the weather. And there's so many variables. So Reflex solves this problem and says, I'm expecting this workload, therefore, I may need a couple extra people on this day that I don't currently have on my team or don't have availability for. So have you seen that already? We have one. I mean, you know, more than anyone, I mean, as a a store leader, when you're booking schedules, you're planning anywhere from two, three, sometimes even four weeks in advance. And retail is much more dynamic than that. Um, Things change, whether it could be anything from the weather outside to the growth of omni-channel and ship from store to new inventory getting delivered. And so what we're really helping retailers figure out is how do you optimize your labor model where you're not overspending by having too many people in the store at the wrong time, 
but you're also not underspending where you're not letting the, the customer experience slide or you're able to capture the, the foot traffic and the sales per hour and make sure that the, the customer experience is never compromised. Right. And yeah. so, you know, what we've really seen brands lean in from like a tactical standpoint is we're helping with omni-channel fulfillment. We're helping get additional people that know how to talk to customers and come from a retail background mm-hmm. out on the sales floor. So, you know, one of our national brands since going live with us, their AOV is north of 13% increase. And so when you think of the average order value and how that's growing, Mm -hmm. we're starting to see tactical signs that because of the quality of workers we have and the way that we've built our platform to deliver training and other things, brands are able to not only maintain their customer experience in the store, but then take advantage of a more dynamic model in the process. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple old, I would say, kind of thought processes in specialty retail around you can only work for my brand or my brand is so special that you know someone who hasn't worked here before would never be successful and you're changing that thought journey and i want to hear more about some maybe some of the successful reflexors who have worked in multiple brands and been successful in all of them so do you have some examples of that it's interesting when you start digging into understanding like why would both a a retailer be open to trusting a platform that these aren't people that they feel like they trained or that have gone through full-time training how do you trust these people to come in and in turn for workers how do they feel comfortable walking into a store they've never worked at before Mm -hmm. and being able to be effective on day one and you know if we kind of take a step back and think of what reflex is and what we're building we're not trying to take the warehouse worker that's never worked in retail before and using our platform, put them in retail. We're taking the store associate that works two or three stores down on South Congress here in Austin or up at the domain mm-hmm. that you know might work at another mid to high-end lifestyle brand, and we're helping them flex into a brand that they either are curious about or have interest in or are just customers of and they love. Yeah. And so the training piece is solvable, and we've built software around to make sure that our workers, we call our workers reflexors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reflexors feel comfortable going in on day one and they have the right information to be able to be effective. And then we have the right training and vetting processes in our software to make sure that retailers are connecting with the same kind of people they want to hire in the store. Yeah. And what's cool is I mean, we have one worker here in Austin who was working pretty consistently on reflex the last couple of months. And he actually gave us a heads up. He said, you know, I'm really looking for a full-time role as a store leader. I'm passionate about retail. I love retail. Uh, I just want to let you all know that I'm going to start looking. And he's now running stores at a brand we're talking to right now about signing on and onboarding their store. Great. And so the evolution of his career, I mean, you know, that's that's retail pride. That very much retail pride because you're providing opportunities and resources for people to learn about the industry. And I think maybe some of that risk of saying, you know, that brand looks interesting. Let me pick up a few shifts and say, well, how is the leadership team? What's my experience as a reflexor helps you think about where you want to work, how you want to work, the investment that you have in this industry. It's a test and learn on both sides. Actually, when you think about it, maybe three, you're building a test and learn for the entire industry, how to change the way we think about payroll and headcount 
there's a test and learn model from the reflexor. There are multiple brands that I can choose from to work on Saturday from 12 to six. Let me test one of those. And on the brand side, you're kind of testing and learning about how to utilize payroll in a different way, how to drive your business by adding more shifts on peak hours at fulfill Omni. We talked yesterday, maybe you use reflex to fill web orders to keep your best people on the floor. So there are multitude of reasons and i think there's a lot of a lot of learning that's happening on on multiple sides of this business well what's interesting is brands are using us in different ways but it's all around unlocking flexibility mm-hmm. so like we have one national brand that you know they're using us to power all of their omni ship from store and that's about 80 to 90 percent of their hours the other sliver is like greeter rolls in front of house but on the flip side we have a national brand actually two right now that are specifically using us for sales and customer facing roles and having additional people on the floor. And so different brands have different needs, but we're able to support both flagship outlet, front of house, back of house, everything Mm -hmm. across the board because of the quality of people we're attracting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Describe a little bit more about the app itself. So there's a rating system that happens similar to your Uber example. So tell us just a little bit more behind the scenes. Yeah, so the way it works today is once a worker is approved, they've gone through our onboarding process, our vetting process, and have their preferences available. Uh, As brands post flexes, that's what we call our shifts, a store manager can go on and say, hey, we need someone all around front of house and back of house, or we need a sales associate, a greeter, someone to do visual merchandising. Once they send out that request, we're connecting them with workers that have expressed interest to both work at that time as well as those brands. Mm. And so, you know, the same way that any other marketplace works, we connect both sides, you know, the retailer and the worker and help facilitate that process, including, you know, same day payments to the worker and some of those benefits as well. And we use our two-sided rating system to power recommendations and matches for workers and retailers as more and more shifts get posted. So we're not trying to send a new person in every time a retailer puts a request out. And let me, 80% of our workers that are working in our national brands today are repeat workers. Um, And so they're coming back and they're accepting more shifts. That happens because of the rating algorithms that we've built. Right. And one of the pushbacks that I've heard is, well, isn't this a way for brands to test people to hire them? And your answer to that, I think, is really interesting of, the reflexor wants flexibility. That's the intent of them being on the platform. They may want to work in three different brands. They may want to only work five hours one week and 40 another. And so that puts the power back into frontline work, which is incredibly important right now. So tell us more about that. What have you heard from retailers? And I actually think you said some have been hired. We've had some reflexors get hired by brands into full-time roles and even looking at moving up into corporate roles as well. We don't want to get in the way of that. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at the majority of part-time associates in retail today, part-time work in retail is not going away. Retailers are always going to have their full-timers. There will be some kind of flexible or part-time associate. We think we can help fill that gap. But when you look at how workers are working today and why why go to Reflex as opposed to a brand? There's been a shift over the last 24 months of really what workers value. There's studies coming out. Mackenzie recently released a report about this as well. I'll have to send you. Mm -hmm. Flexibility is more important than anything else. And we've seen that with conversations with our workers. Obviously, having a living wage 
getting brand discounts as a store employee. Those things all matter and they're important, but flexibility and being able to control when and where you work is really, really important. And so what we've seen is our best rated reflexors will reach out and tell us and kind of joke with us and say, oh, that brand tried to hire me again. (laughs) And they're excited to work on reflex because they're in control of their time and they have the ability to flex into their favorite brands. And so it's the experience of working in their favorite brands getting the discounts, getting paid instantly, but more importantly, that flexibility to control their time. Yeah. So let's talk about your announcement last week. So you've got some power behind you. Tell us what happened. We've been quietly building since last year. I mean, so we formally incorporated April of 2021. Uh, Obviously, I've been ramping up before that when we had met. Mm -hmm. But formally incorporated April 2021, we raised our first round of funding. We never really announced it, but we raised right under a million and a half from you know three VCs as well as some angels, Precursor Ventures, ATX Venture Partners, and Active Capital, which are great early stage funds that we've known for a while. We never announced the round. We put our heads down, really focused, and went live October of this past year. Mm-hmm. And with the momentum that we've seen and the growth, both from more national brands we've signed to you know double digit month over month growth, sometimes triple digit, <laughs> We actually recently closed our latest funding round. So last week we announced that we raised four and a half million from Indicator Ventures, Sugar Capital, and Red Swan Ventures, as well as several industry retail legends (laughs) like Jim Scully and Mike Tucci Mm -hmm. and Ron Sargent Mm -hmm. uh, and Alex Faraday and and others. And so we're really excited and grateful that, you know, with this round, we now have the resources to serve not only more retailers as we grow into new markets, but more importantly, serve more workers yeah. and really help bring this experience of the best way to work in retail to, yeah. to more cities. And having that kind of power behind you of people like Mike Tucci, who I've known from many years at Gap, and these powerful players in the retail industry, the fact that they invested in this says so much about what you're building, that this is such an important moment in time in frontline retail work that we can't think about it in traditional ways. And part of, I think, the challenge has been staffing in traditional ways, thinking about hiring in traditional ways, and it has not led to the greatness that we all want this industry to have. So you're coming in and saying, we're going to build something that's never been done before at scale. There have been smaller, I think, versions of this, but you want this to be national, international. This is something that is very important to the future of our entire industry. And so Austin today, but what's next? Austin today, we have workers that are trying to sign up across 48 cities and we're not spending any on on marketing to get there. And so we have several cities lined up over the next 12 months, including expanding outside of Texas. We're getting ready to launch Dallas. Great. And so more news to come on that. Same thing with a couple other additional markets in in Texas, but uh, we will be expanding outside of Texas in in 2023. One thing that I think it's important, especially for those founders and entrepreneurs that are listening in that are building in retail as well. One thing that was really, really important to us when we raised the funding round, just to touch on that, was how do we find people that really understand retail? And you and I have had a lot of conversations about this where it's, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are drawn to big, shiny VC names 
or the investor that backed X company. But when you think about raising capital, it's a chance to grow your team. And, you know, for us, growing this team was about how do we find investors that can help us connect with the right people that we need on our team and really understand retail and understand the worker and the people in the stores. Yeah. And have and a so, passion for those people. Exactly. To do the right thing. Well, then you align yourself with a team that's thinking long term in decades as opposed to days. Yeah. And too much of raising capital with investors is focused on the short term. And that's why when we look at what's happening in the market right now, <laughs> there's a lot of panic in the short term. So we're really excited that this round is giving us a chance to expand our team with people that are thinking long term in decades. Yeah. And really, what does it mean to change an industry? Wow. Can we speak about you for a moment? So as a founder, as an entrepreneur, you're 30 years old, which I remember. What, what when last time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you turned 30. And you know, I think the purpose of that is that you're building something here at a young age that is potentially going to change this entire industry. So tell us about your just journey as a young man becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, still figuring it out. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Actually. I, uh, what I love when we talk about the pillars, right? Empathy, curiosity, and focus. That doesn't just tie into the kind of company we want to build, but I think that ties in for anyone on a journey building, yeah. um, whether it's a brand, whether it's a company, technology, podcast. I mean, anyone creating those three pillars are really at the foundation, I, I think, for a lot of people. And they've been a big part of my life from early on. Yeah. Grew up on the East Coast, fortunate that I grew up with two incredible parents who are, those are the people that inspire me most. So mm -hmm. mom and dad, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I also grew up in a household that uh, I came from a background of entrepreneurs. And the one thing that my parents always taught me early on was, you know, if you want something, you have to work for it. And we were joking, we were all at a wedding for family last week, and I'll spare everyone listening that all the details, <laughs> but we were joking that my dad's grandfather started a textile company and they actually did business with my mom's grandfather's company that was also in fashion in New York. And mm. so, you know, it's come full circle growing up, spending time around retail all the way to now building for the future of retail. Yeah. And so, um, my journey as an entrepreneur, you know, this is my second company I started first company failed, learned a ton from that. And I think it created a lot of the foundation for being able to go start and build reflex. Yeah spent some time in venture capital, but again, I'll spare everyone those details, <laughs> but I learned a lot there and grateful for that time. Yeah. And more importantly than anything on my journey, I think the most important thing has been how do we surround ourselves with the right people and build the right team and recognizing you don't know what you don't know, but someone around you does. And yeah. there's always someone to learn from. Right. What have you already discovered about this industry that has surprised you? Great question. Simply put the people and there's a lot on like the data and tactical side that we've learned along the way, you know, and we continue to learn that it helps us with what we're building and so on. But the most important thing we've learned is people. And I think without knowing retail, there's a lot of preconceived notions on who's working in a retail store and what's their background or education, or there's a lot of different aspects there. And some of the most hardworking, smartest people I've ever met, I've met over the last 12 months in retail. Wow. And, you know, whether it's, I mean, I'm going to start naming names, but, you know, Jeremy, who is the store manager at Faraday, 
leading their store team here in Austin, their customer, seeing him lead and manage his team and build a culture of performance and seeing their store emerge as one of the top performing stores in the brand. Mm-hmm. Raquel, who was over at Lively in Austin mm-hmm. and has now just helped open the Viore location here in Austin. Mm-hmm. Raquel's communication, empathy, the way she connects with people and her ability to lead a team. There are so many exceptional people that work in retail that I don't think people take the time to recognize. Mm -hmm. And when you meet them and they they leave an impression, it's really inspiring. And so like when we think of what keeps us going, we knew people were going to be fuel. When you think of like the impact we're making on workers and we knew that was going to be a key part of the journey. But the store managers and the store leaders and the store associates we interact with and really get to know their story, they all have incredible stories and they're incredible individuals. And so that's been the most pleasantly surprising thing about retail. And it's not that we didn't think it was there. It's just they're 100x more powerful than we ever thought it would be. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because you're right. The perception of people that work in retail is different. And part of that is why I've been so such an advocate around retail pride. Because there's huge amounts of pride that people don't even know don't even see. And it's almost a secret within the industry that we love what we do. And there are certainly hard days, but that the general public doesn't see it, doesn't feel it because you have moments of greatness. And sometimes those moments of it being not great in a particular store builds on your perception of what it means to work in retail. So you're coming from outside the industry, building something for people that work in it. And you've already discovered the joy that they have about retail. That's spot on. And like when we think about hiring, our goal is to have multiple people with retail experience on every team yeah. in the company. And, you know, like I, in college, I studied marketing, finance, and uh, risk management. Boring stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> um, in college, you sit in these classrooms and you learn about business, right? And you're going through these different business courses and the trajectories are laid out. And there's a sense of when you look at the kind of people you work with and people going into consulting and banking and all these things. I've met some of the smartest people, not in business school, but in stores and building brands. And I think not only do you get that from an intelligence standpoint, but there's also this level of empathy and Mm -hmm kindness and the ability to communicate and really relate to people. And it's those soft skills that you're never going to get with a fancy degree. And that's been really inspiring to see. And so, you know, when we think about hiring, I mean, we're interviewing candidates right now that (laughs) that come from retail, come from stores um, and come from stores in particular. Yeah. And so, you know, we're really excited. Thank you for calling that out. The flip side of that is that brick and mortar retail has been notoriously slow to adopt change. And that, as I'm sure you have already experienced, there are brands that don't understand what you're doing or have said, maybe this isn't for me. And have you, maybe you could share a little bit about that because maybe what seems new and different is not always quickly adopted, you know, on the store side of things. That's been my experience. And I'm not going to say we're sometimes late or never, but this is a time in the history of retail where we have to change. We have to do things differently for our teams, for the industry, for our customers, store design, everything is evolving, but maybe not at the speed that it should. So have you heard some stories already from brands that aren't quite ready for you? 
Yes. <laughs> when we hear that, it's more of let's keep in touch and we'll come back as opposed to we're not the right fit. There are going to be brands out there that we're not the right fit for and, and vice versa. We're being very selective on what brands we work with. I think really finding retail leaders that understand workers and understand store ops and are thinking about things in a creative and evolving way has been a key to our growth. And like Alan Martin over at Faraday, who's the VP of retail there mm -hmm. right now. And Alan is a prime example of this. I mean, they were an early national brand that signed on with us. And Alan took an approach of, this is really interesting. It sounds like it's going to solve some really key problems for us. Let's try it. We'll try it, right? And see what happens. And going through as we've delivered and outperformed expectations that both of us had for it, they've continued to be a bigger and bigger supporter and we've been able to grow together and we'll continue to grow together that yeah. way. And so I think, you know, finding the right retail leader that they see the impact that this has and that it's a new way to think about labor and store operations, that's where we're focusing on. I know that doesn't answer the question of like, well, what happens for those that aren't as quick to say yes, but they'll come around. They will come around because the data itself will showcase when you're able to release some information as you grow will show if you build a flexible workforce based on the demands of my business, the only thing that will happen is your business will grow. Your performance at the store will improve the better your schedule is, the more flexible your workforce is, the more you understand how to tap into that. And every brand has traffic counters. Everyone knows what their peak hours and peak days are. Everyone understands the core of it, yet there's never been a solution that is entirely rooted in flexible scheduling. It just, it doesn't exist. That's why you know, I'm so excited. Every call you and I have had for the past year and a half, I want more and more brands to hear how to build and drive your business in new ways. Thanks, Ron. I mean, you've been an incredible supporter of not only what we're doing, but of helping us and influence that vision. And, you know, I think one of the things that we connected on really early was retail pride and what it means to create a community and an environment where people love to work in retail and they're excited to say that they work in retail and they're proud of it. And so yeah. it's been great to work together. And, you know, what you're hitting on with that, there's a ripple effect. And I think this kind of ties in the question before on store leaders starting to think about the ripple effect of what flexibility can mean. It's not just cost per hour or labor. It's, well, if your store manager isn't spending as much time trying to hire or managing retention churn, what if they can invest in the people that they have? Yeah. And when you talk to like Jeremy at Faraday, he was able to spend more time investing in his people, training his part-timers that grew into full-time roles and mm -hmm. not worrying about do I have to get a person from the store next door? Mm -hmm. So we're excited about the future and, and we're grateful for your support and influence because we're building this for each and every person that works in stores and, and is running stores. Yeah. And it will make an enormous impact. There's no question about it. I'm excited to watch the journey and to be you know sitting on the sidelines a little bit and some maybe weeks not sitting on the sidelines because I want this to win. Not for you, but for the industry, for the entire frontline workforce that needs new ideas and flexible work and maybe being paid within 24 hours is the most important priority for them so therefore reflex is a great solution so there are a lot of particular reasons why someone will become a reflexer or a brand choose to use this in the future we're really excited and uh it's going to be a fun ride i mean i, I think you know 
it's really about, again, going back to that North Star where we started. We want to build the best way to work in retail. And so how do we continue to deliver on that and keep up our promise to both workers and retailers that, that that's the standard we're setting? Great. How do people find you? Yeah, so a couple of places to find us. One, check out our website, so workreflex.com. Okay. If you're a worker, you can sign up there. If you're a retailer, you can also find us there. Personally, I'm not as active on social. I know I should be. We've talked about that, but <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. So it's just at Mike Myers. Okay. And then you know my email uh, is just Mike at reflex.careers. And so okay. anyone that wants to reach out to me, please feel free to do so and would love to connect. Right. And you've been going to some conferences. You and I were at NRF together. So you're, you're making the rounds today to meet people and tell your story. We were quietly building last year and we're coming into a different phase of the business now where we're starting to share our story. And more importantly, also discover the story of others, of those that are running teams, of those that have worked in stores or continue to work in stores and building those relationships. So our door is always open and reflex aside. I mean, anyone that we can help in this industry, I mean, one person or one team is not going to be able to change the entire industry. It's really going to take a community. 100% agree. Welcome to Retail in America. Thanks, Ron. (laughs) It's been awesome being here. Thanks, Mike. I want to thank Mike for being on the show today and to everyone for listening. I hope you learned something about the future of our industry that I think is really exciting. Pay your retail pride forward and subscribe, review, and then share this podcast with everyone you know in retail. You can go to retailpride.com and follow me on Instagram at retailpride to see all the details about the Retail in America tour and other media links. You can contact me directly to nominate a retail hero for this podcast, host a retail networking event in your city, or just say hello. Keep your retail pride strong, and I will see you on the road.